0: I know, I know, I know. When it comes to accounting and bookkeeping, at the best of times, uh, us creatives can potentially cringe, or run in fear, or bury our head in the sand and let others look after the numbers for us. But what I can tell you is, from you know, uh, doing this for quite some time and and going from real struggle street to now having a profitable business in the performing arts, is that uh, the The moment things really changed for me and I started to get ahead financially and with my numbers was when I took my head out of the sand (laughs) to which it had been buried and I made a decision to, to really understand the numbers and though I don't do my bookkeeping, I did for a while, though I don't do my bookkeeping myself, I have someone do it for me, I am across my numbers. I'm doing regular weekly metrics. I'm watching my profit and loss statement. I'm understanding what's happening in my business. Now, today I've got an expert on um, by the name of Kimberly Rodney, and she is the director and owner of My Bookkeeping Coach. Now, she talks about, you know, having an authentic approach To keeping your books minus the fear factor, which I think is really interesting because there is a lot of fear when it comes to the numbers, but we want to remove that we want to remove that. Now, I am very much interested in keeping it simple. And that's exactly what Kimberly talks about how to keep it simple, how to keep it basic. You know, even if you've got someone else, you need to know what's going on. Um, so she says it's necessary part of biz that, that is, if you like being profitable, you know, you need to really have your head around those numbers. So here we go with Kimberly. And before we jump in, I just want to also rem- remind you that today, yes, friends, today is the last day that doors are open for 2023 for Talent Manager Bootcamp. So I'm going to pop that link in the show notes. Um, Speaking of, of money and revenue, I know that Talent Management Service has really increased my revenue and profitability, but also my clients as well. And I'd love that for you. I'd love that for you in your studio biz. So if you're interested in becoming a talent manager and representing your students in film, television, theater, commercial, musicals on stage, and more, today's your last chance to jump in for this year. Now, if you head to the link and you're listening to this late, don't worry. Um, you know, you can pop your name on the wait list. So, you know, hopefully you catch it in time. <laughs> but if you don't, then just um pop your name on the wait list instead and um you know we'll be in touch we'll be in touch next year i suppose but for now let's jump in with the lovely kimberly rodney from my bookkeeping coach and here we go Hello and welcome to Studio Biz and All That Jazz. I'm your performing arts business coach and host, Josephine LanCuba. This show is designed to bring you inspiration, information and the instruments you need to create and grow the studio biz of your dreams. I will bring you a mix of solo episodes as well as interviews where I tap into the minds of industry experts. My career started as a performer over two decades ago. I later became a speaker, theatrical producer and talent manager, as well as having a successful teaching career in singing, drama and dance. 10 years into my professional journey, I became a mummer of two and with a baby on my hip, opened up my very own performing arts studio. From hardship and humble beginnings to four studio locations and a multi-six-figure performing arts biz, I know how to attract students and keep them coming back for more. And in the show, I will share with you my experiences to help you thrive and fast-track your path to success. I know you have a spark inside of you with dreams and goals for the future. As your coach and mentor, I'm here to help you step into your limelight and be a cheerleader in your ear each and every week. So get ready to be entertained and inspired as we talk Studio Biz and All That Jazz. Hello, Kimberly, Rodney, and welcome to Studio Biz and All That Jazz. Thank you so much for coming on the show.
1: Thank you for having me. It's exciting. Now,
0: I, I must say, and I and it's really funny because you know, everyone listening, they're creatives, creative businesses, and when you say the word Bookkeeping. <laughs> I got to tell you, um, people will run scared. Now you're the, you know, owner and and, and creator of my bookkeeping coach, which is for women and yes. mums in business. And, you know, I think that's going to be a really great conversation today because, like I said, creatives get a little bit scared of the numbers and they yeah. get a little bit apprehensive when it comes to that. So. I think it's a really important conversation because numbers are so important to the life yes, of yeah, our businesses. Yeah. But before we get into all of that super fun stuff, and I am saying that, listeners, yeah, this fun. is going to be fun. Don't worry. <laughs> we'll keep the energy for you. We'll keep it happening. Yeah, yeah. Tell me about, you know, how you came about, like what's your backstory and, and how you started um, Yes. Yeah, so. Um,
1: coming yeah. So, oh, look. Left school and became an accountant. Went to uni, started accounting. I was a tax accountant for many years. Um, during that time, I had two children, got married, all of that sort of stuff. Um, when my children were about oh, 15 and 12, 13, um, I decided to have another baby. And I realized that my tax accounting job was too stressful for me to have that and and expand my family like I just wanted to get out of that that stressful environment that I was in working like I would work till 6 p.m I would have after school care calling me because I would have forgotten to pick my children up because I was at work um it was just yeah really stressful I was a bit of a mess and so I decided that um tax accounting wasn't for me anymore just just purely to have more time with my family so around the same time I decided that yeah I wanted to expand the family um, and um so after I quit my job I decided that to, you know I would just maybe do a bit of bookkeeping and a little bit of money before I decided what I wanted to do so um I took on a few bookkeeping clients um and then I did have another baby And I realized that um, it wasn't actually the bookkeeping that I loved, that it was actually helping the people with their systems to make their bookkeeping easier for them. So a lot of people were just intimidated, weren't sure what they were doing, that sort of thing. I had a lot of inquiries about that. So that's where my bookkeeping coach um, was born, because I just had people inquiring um, about, you know, helping them do their bookkeeping. So Yeah, so from there I um, developed my little system that I use in my business um, because, trust me, I was a tax accountant. I was not a great bookkeeper. So, you know, like I would, um, I had, my husband has a business as well and so then I started my business. You know, I was behind on my bookkeeping. I had piles of receipts, you know, um. I was great at doing other people's bookkeeping because I had that system. You know, it was other people's work and so I was doing that. But while I was doing their work and while I was frustrated with my own work, my husband's business, I came up with a system to use to um, to make it easier for me to to handle what I had to do and when I had to do it. So from there, I started teaching my pe- other people that system. And yeah, so now it's grown into my bookkeeping coach and that's where I teach people um, one-on-one in, in, you know, different environments and things like that, different containers. So. So tell me what, for for people listening, because some people get
0: confused by this, believe it or not, even seasoned uh, studio owners and people, you know, that have had their business for a while or some people starting out. What's the difference between an accountant and a bookkeeper?
1: So your accountant will generally handle your taxes and the high-level information that is produced from your bookkeeping system. You know, they'll handle your income tax. They'll help you strategize with your business, um, look at your profit and loss report, that sort of thing. That's really a tax accountant. A lot of large businesses, like when you think of like, um, you know, big multinationals, they've probably got internal accountants as well that are handling the management of their finances and stuff. When it comes to bookkeeping, bookkeepers are at the other end of the scale, working closer with businesses, um, entering the actual data. Um, if you're in Australia and I mentioned the word GST or goods and services tax, um, they will handle all of those things and assist with uh, businesses with with handling all yeah. of that day-to-day running of the business, you know, the payroll, all yeah, of that all stuff. all the boring yeah. stuff right now. Uh, <laughs> I can't say it's going to be boring, but yeah. yeah. I love
0: it. Now, listen, honestly, it's so funny that you said um, the receipts were piling up and all that jazz, because I remember uh, this was when, oh God, this was eight years ago now, nearly oh, more nine, because I was pregnant, very heavily pregnant with my first child. And I remember I didn't have an accountant. This was when I, because I started my studio about nine years ago. Yeah. Um, and I didn't have an accountant or a bookkeeper or anything, and I was running my own business at the time. And I remember I went into this accounting office, and like I said, I had no bookkeeper. I just used to, you know, those those um, little cheapo tax agents that you just get on yeah, the street, yeah. and you're like a hundred dollars. I'll do your return. Those kind of guys. Yeah, yeah. I used to always just go to those kind of guys for yeah, my own yeah. personal tax because it didn't matter. But then yeah, I started right. running the yeah. business. It started getting more complex. But when I, but, but you know, a decade ago, I didn't realize how complex it would be. And so what I did was I was building up these res- receipts in the shoebox. I used to have the shoebox method. And everyone listening, I don't do that anymore. I'm very streamlined <laughs> in my
1: wonderful, business. wonderful. That doesn't
0: happen. But a decade ago, it did.
1: Yeah, so yeah.
0: I was heavily pregnant and I still remember going into this accountant's office with a box of receipts, papers, documents, folders, and I was about eight months and I was so tired and yeah. it was hot and at that time of year and um, I started crying and I said, and I handed her a, a box and I said, I'm about to give birth in a couple of weeks and I need you to, I need your help, please. yeah yes. Yeah.
1: Well, look, <laughs> I have to commend you for great. asking for help that's wonderful that's yeah, the first yeah. step
0: so you know and that that was the missing key it wasn't that I didn't have the accountant what I didn't realize at the time is that I wasn't bookkeeping so yes. I was waiting yes. till the end of the year yeah and re- holding receipts and this was yes. before I was GST registered which I am now you know like I said it was a new business and all that jazz yeah but yeah it was so overwhelming that here I was literally barefoot and pregnant in the accountant's office in tears with
1: yeah
0: laying out not kidding paperwork all over a desk and a box of receipts and she just looked at me she yeah said, don't worry she goes What's normally sort of da- I would not <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, long, I- but
0: I'm gonna help you she said yeah oh, that's I- wonderful I can see you're about to have a baby uh, let me help you and i think
1: they not
0: and since then yeah. i adopted a bookkeeper
1: exactly. perfect, perfect life
0: is good but what i'm trying to get at is it's so overwhelming
1: it, it is it so is when you're overwhelming you know when you're starting a business um no you know you don't learn business at school um you don't learn how to be a studio owner at school or even when you're um going to a studio you know if you're a dancer or creative or something like that you don't learn um about starting a business and how to run a business so quite often people have started their business and it's only after the fact that they might think oh what 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 do I do now what do I do with all of this what paperwork? Do How do I record receipts yeah. yeah I'm told yeah, no, I that's need to right.
0: keep my receipts but what do I yeah.
1: actually do with
0: them that was actually the thing
1: yeah you know, and yeah it
0: can be quite hefty at the end of a financial year there's a lot of paperwork and then you're going oh yes. I'm supposed to keep all this stuff." But I don't actually know yeah, what to do. But what for?
1: Yeah, yeah. So, like when you're, especially starting out in business, um, you've got to bootstrap it. You know, you can't just, well, most of us anyway, you know, we're doing things ourselves. You know, we're doing the marketing ourselves. We might build our own website, you know, things like that. And bookkeeping is one of those things that we, um either don't do or you know we do a little bit we we sort of know that in the background you know we've heard gst enough we've heard these things about that there's something we've got to do with these receipts so you know acknowledging that and um realizing that you don't have to do it alone like you know the same with you like you um offer these service for these people to help who are starting out in their in their business and their creative business and studios and things like that Um, it's the same with me, so. but, I, you know, I'm helping with, with the bookkeeping thing, side of things. So, you know, I always say to people, don't go it alone. Even if you're bootstrapping it, there are low-cost support um, and services out there to people where you can just get help. Um, so just ask ask questions in Facebook groups, um, find people on Facebook, on the internet that can help you to do this work yourself so that you can learn how to do it, but you don't have to do it alone. Just to just to be to be in a group with other people as well to to get support from other people to see what other people are doing. Yeah, yeah.
0: and I think as well, um, the thing about bookkeeping is that the daunting task of it is that if you're doing it yourself, and I did do it, so, I did do it myself for a few years before I enlisted a bookkeeper. Just, um, I don't know how long have I had a bookkeeper now? Maybe three, four years. Um, but at first, yeah. no, I learnt my ob, and now I yeah. know. But at the, I think I even is there
1: something called Cash Books or QuickBooks? Or? Yeah, before that, yeah, there would have been a QuickBooks or a CashBooks yeah, before I that. First yeah. Started on QuickBooks, and then yeah. I learned
0: my and then now I do zero. But I've do got a paper yeah. and account, and all the people do handles the it. All. So that yeah, works yeah. out just nice for me. But for a few years there, I bootstrapped, like you mentioned, and I yeah. learned it. And what I did was I hired a consultant to train me. And teach me, that's similar perfect. to what you might yeah. be doing now, but in a yeah, more, that's like, what I'm doing, yeah. community group style thing. This was just one-on-ones. But I I went in and I and they just would teach me how to use it. And each month for a few months, I'd I'd have a consult and I'd check in and show them what I'm doing and they'd give me feedback. And that's how I learnt my job. I yeah. don't have a, a degree in accounting. I certainly am not a mathematician. I have, a, you know, I have common sense. And I like to think that I'm an intelligent human being, but I definitely, you know, I'm not an analyst, like, you know, so it's really interesting because um, that is the only way that I felt like I could release the overwhelm of it by getting a coach in and teaching me how to do it until I built my business to a point where I could afford to, you know, now I don't don't do it. it. Yeah. So that's that yep, bootstrapping yep. phase you're talking about. How yeah, that's right, that's right. That sort of feedback, and and what if you do it yourself? Can you get it wrong? Like how how wrong? Yeah, do you look, get it. And what's the look, impact um, of that? Because that's the scary part.
1: Yeah, yeah, and I think that's what does scare people. You know, especially creatives is numbers for a lot of them don't come naturally so even like thinking about what you've got to do with the software or how to use the software or what receipts i've got to keep why do i have to keep all this stuff it's really it can be intimidating so having somebody to just reassure you you know that what you're doing is right or to guide you and things like that just like these creatives in these studios that they're running are guiding other people um, to dance or to you know in their studios. Whatever they might teach. So, you know, it's it's getting a guide, I suppose, or a teacher to help you. Um, but also just to have a go. Like, um, you can get it wrong, um, but uh nobody's ever died because they got their bookkeeping wrong let me just say that you know so there's not the worst thing that you could happen is that you might have recorded some transaction wrong um things like that if you get your accountant to review your, your bookkeeping they will make corrections they will fix things up if you've lodged your BAS and you get a couple of things wrong that's totally fine if they um that tax might do an audit of your books and you might show them your books and look if you're honest and they find something that you might have done wrong um, and you work with the tax office, you know, and and that's the scary thing. People think, oh, I'm going to get in so much trouble. But if you work with the tax office, they know self-employed people who are bootstrapping themselves that they're not accountants, they're not bookkeepers. They just want people to um, be sufficient, have sufficient knowledge to be able to do it. So if you um, go ahead and do it and get audited and something pops up to say, oh, look, you haven't done this right, if you work with the tax office, you know they are really reasonable in helping you ma- correct your mistakes and you know even the tax office has a lot of training um on their website for people when they're doing their own bath and handling all of the numbers and to understand all of that stuff but you know um yeah i mean but if you have that guide or that person to help you that you can turn to either in a one-on-one situation or in a group situation where you can learn things um just helps give you that confidence To know that you're doing things right or to give you a a process even on what to do um i think a lot of people get overwhelmed like even um non-creatives um they sit down and they go to their bookkeeping and they're like well where do I start? It's like, what do I do first? You know, it's not knowing what to do and when to do it. And I think that's why a lot of people avoid it because it's just, no, I'll just just push that over there and I'll get into it later.
0: unavoidable. This is the actual point that I think we need to really absorb here. So if you're avoiding doing your books, it's, it's actually unavoidable. You either have to do them or you have to hire someone to do them.
1: Yeah. So yeah. it's
0: if there's no other option, you know. Yeah. Like, really, if I want yeah. to be barefoot and pregnant at eight months, walking into an accountant's office and taking guy, twelve months
1: worth of records to them. A hundred percent.
0: Being the one that's crying at the table with the 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 shoebox of receipts because yeah, that's yeah. what it actually looks like when you dig, you know, bury your head in the sand and you say, "I'm yeah, not going yeah. to do it."
1: Yeah. So how but did it's we get also, You know, like what? Yeah, what... look, it's it's having a plan. You know, it's it's like, um, you know, like I suppose, like I'm no creative, but I have been in a musical or two in my time. Can and you tell me what I have...
0: musical? Sorry, I must intervene right now. <laughs>
1: oh look, uh, look, it was about six years ago, and I can't <laughs> even remember the name of it. Um, but it was for our local town. It was before I had my last daughter, my my, my daughter, um, and i can't even remember the name that's of all right that. but, but you did this right as a proper adult as an as an adult yeah and I so that. i was a i was a break dancer <gasps> and so i had to learn some break dancing moves so um yeah so it's a bit like you know i have a, have a plan i suppose when you're learning to dance you, you learn the first few moves and you get you, you get that packed down and then you add a few more moves on and you you, you, you get then you add it to the first sequence and you get that down and, and so on and so forth. So until you've got the whole routine down. And so um, learning to bookkeeping is, is very similar. Like you don't just go and try and learn everything. You know, um, and again, you don't need to learn everything. You know, if I'm doing a a break dance, um, I don't need to learn how to how to how to how to ballet or, or anything like that. So it's only worrying about the things you do need to learn about to handle your bookkeeping for your business. And so all different businesses are different. And so, the
0: beautiful thing is, software these yeah. days is so magic.
1: Oh like, yes, I don't it is. need
0: to. Like I still do. I don't have a bookkeeper for payroll. I do my own payroll, and like I said, I use yeah. zero now, and it's so basic. Like it spits it out for you like i don't have yeah. to calculate superannuation or tax yeah. or yeah. you know i think yeah. it's so and that's worth the definitely thing vend- in these softwares because i don't yes. have to think about that that is done yeah. for me it creates the pay slip yeah. and we're done like it's yeah. so important yeah.
1: having all of that um all that automation in place makes bookkeeping a lot easier um i would say that um prior to that um, having having uh, the setup um, if you need help with the setup, getting the setup in the background right um, is essential and then once you've got the setup right you you're totally fine with processing with handling your own payroll, handling all of that stuff. but it's just having that step by step of knowing what to do and when to do it. so you know just like when you're learning to dance you might just learn the basics of zero. Um, you know, and when you've just started out in your business, you probably don't have payroll, you know, all of those things. So, you know, you don't need to worry about learning that at the very beginning. You just handle recording your receipts, recording your expenses. You might have a filing cabinet that, you know, you stick your receipts in and everything like that. Um, And as you get really good at that, you might then add another process. So then you might decide, Okay, well, I'm going to have a paperless office. I'm not going to have all the re- these receipts in a shoebox anymore. I'm going to handle a paperless office, you know, and that and that involves you know storing things in the cloud and in zero and and all of that. Rather than having paper receipts, we have electronic copies of everything, and not having to print everything out when you're when you're doing that. So, you know, that's the next stage. You don't have to do it all at once, and I think that's what makes it's A bit overwhelming for people is thinking, oh, "I've got to do this right. I've got to get it right." Whereas, you know, um, learning to dance, you're not going to get the move perfect straight away. Uh, it takes practice and it takes doing it over and over again to become confident and get it. You know, to a level where you can then add the next move or add the next process on. So, you know, when you're um, when you're just starting out, you know, getting those basics right, it's definitely um, definitely will and just get the getting the um, the basics of understand your software as well so the income side of things the expenses side of things you know just learning those basics about the software um, and getting comfortable with the software really is the first step so that's what I would say.
0: From a team perspective like I said when I first started I had no no bookkeeping support then I got a consultant to help me do it for myself I did that for a few years and then eventually I just got so busy and you know um, yeah. I enlisted someone professionally to do the service for me. From a team perspective, when do you think it's time to make that shift from being the bookkeeper and the bootstrapper to saying, you know what, I think we're ready to, to really outsource this? Is there some oh, sort look, of level think, that you think you need to be I at? think
1: it would be different. Yeah, definitely different for different, different businesses and different size businesses, definitely. But if you're finding that um, you are... Uh, Perhaps your business is expanding into a level where um, you've got multiple, um, like, income streams, perhaps. Um, you've got a lot of transactions, high volume, but also high dollar. Um, you are definitely, um, I would I would say profitable. Like, some people might think they will outsource it um, early on and it's costing them. Um, but the, and they do have time then to do um, bring the income in. But I think when you're early on in your business, um, you don't have a lot of transactions, you know, so it's easy and you can find the time to do it yourself. But when um, when you find yourself um, not doing it, then like say you're doing your bookkeeping and you, then you're struggling to find time because you've got so much work and you've got so many customers coming in, that sort of thing. Um, you might like just decide start outsourcing then. And outsourcing doesn't mean that you have to outsource the whole lot, you know, like say your business is still growing, you want to make sure you're still profitable. You might decide, okay, well, I'm just gonna outsource the um the Bass. I'm going to still do all of the data entry, but I'm gonna outsource the Bass. Um, to prepare my best return, so that means somebody's going to review my work. They'll fix things up, all of that sort of stuff for me. And then you and might just decide, to clarify, okay, too,
0: just because sometimes we do have international listeners, mostly Australian. Oh but yeah, 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 yeah. W- what is the bass? So Your best that's the GST so, registration. So,
1: yeah, so for GST registered business, each month or each quarter, depending on the size of your business, you'll lodge a business activity statement or a, or a BAS, and um, this is where you just report to, to the Australian Tax Office your sales that you've made and the GST you've collected. And for overseas businesses, GST is a bit like VAT. So VAT is like a, an extra tax that they in in other countries and stuff like that. So. And then you um, report that to the tax office and then you pay that GST to the tax office. So, um, (laughs) yeah, so you might outsource that. And then as you get bigger, you might decide to just outsource your recording of your expenses, you know, just part of that bookkeeping process. You know, it doesn't mean that you have to outsource all. Like I mentioned, I still do
0: payroll, but
1: that's Yeah, that's right.
0: Um, And, you know, I still do that. I don't do BASs yeah want to do that. you
1: might get to the stage <laughs> where your business has grown so much like i still have done for you bookkeeping clients where i do all of their bookkeeping um but on, on top of that i do their payroll and i do their um, accounts payable as well so at the end of the month i handle all of the paying of their bills as well so that's you know for a level of business where you things are humming along you're 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 profitable, you've got things coming along and you just want to take that off your plate so you can handle more on growing your business, Um, definitely, you know, if you can find somebody to handle that for you. But, you know, um, it doesn't always have to be all or nothing, you know, but definitely that first stage, even if you can just get support with a group um, container, like I have a a small club that I have where um, I've got small businesses that are just starting out, we come to it, come and get help from me, or you know, if you get a one-on-one consult like what you did in the start. So you know, you can get somebody just to have a look and help you out, and just you sort of hold your one-on-one consult. Yeah, yeah. So I do one-on-one consults with people as well, and I do zero setups. And if people are coming from, you know, if they're very start, you know, they might use spreadsheets or things like that. Um, then they might decide to start using zero. I can help them with a the setup. Um, I've got a number of businesses that I've. Transition like you talked about using myob before, and then you went to zero. So, I do that sort of thing as well. So, I can tr- help you transfer your data over over to zero as well. So, zero is the uh, only pro- program I really teach people and There are hundreds out there, but I know um, I, specialize I, just, I in think zero.
0: I personally I prefer the zero. And, I'm, like I said, I've done QuickBooks, I've done myob, or yeah. I say myob, I've done um, you know, and zero, and I find zero to be the best. Also, zero connects to my studio software, I use dance. Yes. Biz um and actually anyone listening i i i can offer you a a two-month um trial with my promo code jldance i'll pop that in the show notes for you if you're looking for a software system that connects to a payment system um you know because this dance biz program we do um like you know it's got everything roll call client contacts everything invoicing all of it direct debit is connected all of it and it connects to zero which is really helpful yeah. Um, so, just having software that speaks to each other, I find Zero yeah. to be the best one yeah, for
1: us. Definitely. Um, and there is yeah. so many. There are so many. Um, like they call them add-ons, um, add-on software that connects to Zero. Um, so you know, um, yeah, like you talked about the program that you've got connects, and so all that financial information flows through. What that does is saves you time from manually entering that that data into Zero. And it reduces the risk of errors. So, you know, when you're typing information in, you can accidentally type numbers the wrong way. Um, if you can avoid all of that by having another software that integrates with Zero, that's really great. So if you're looking at, yeah, like a customer relationship manager or even a more detailed mm-hmm. payroll software, um, you know, studio software, when you're looking at that um, other software, does it integrate with Zero, especially if you are using Zero is one of the questions you really need to ask yourself because it just saves so much time rather than okay. manually entering. And by the way, I wanted to um, mention the best thing
0: about um, having some internationalists because last week we hit number twenty-two on the yeah. um, Canadian. Thank you to Canada. Thank oh wow! I, that. I mean, who would have thought? Right, that's pretty cool. Um, so we've yeah. got some Canadian friends out there listening, and uh, we hit twenty-two on the performing arts charts on Apple. And I yeah. thought that's pretty cool. Yeah. So. I have to I have to yeah. acknowledge that because um it's really yeah. lovely to have those international listeners and but you know, even regardless of Bass or not, and, and all of that jazz, I feel like yeah. it doesn't matter. This information is absolutely relevant um, because bookkeeping is a universal skill that we must yeah. have, or a universal yeah. um process within every business, no matter where you're from. And like you said. Um, you know when you're starting small that's when you do bootstrap and do it yourself like when I first started my studio I had 12 students so yeah. it didn't make sense to pay someone to do it for me that's why I thought it was yeah. more cost effective and I had the time and like you said little the transaction numbers were low so I yeah, could do that's it right. once yeah. I started servicing hundreds of people a year that's yeah. when it changed, and it was. It, yeah. I'm like, okay, where do I want to focus my attention on? Yeah, it when it shifted for me,
1: it also comes down to as well. Um, you know, you can't bury your head in the sand. As much as we would like to ignore the money side of business, you know, we just love helping people. That's why we go into it. Um, yeah. If we can just ignore the money side of business, it would be so much easier. But unfortunately, um, not the case. And you know, if we really want to grow businesses, successful businesses, profitable businesses. Businesses where we don't have to go back to our nine to five job, um, then understanding your bookkeeping and then ultimately understanding those numbers that you can get out of that bookkeeping are really important. And by doing it yourself, um, you're you know not um, burying your head in the sand. You're learning about those numbers and the background, the very beginning of the background, because there's no use in running some financial reports. You know, we like to run our profit and loss and our balance sheet. You know, and there's no use in looking at those reports and not understanding how those numbers come about.
0: That's what I wanted to ask you, actually. Um, You've just led me there, which is great. And that is, uh, what do we need to look at? So when we look at a profit and loss statement, what exactly are we looking at? What are the the item lines that are the most critical to the health of our business?
1: Yeah, look, you're looking at profit so income minus expenses gives us profit the bottom line we always want that to be positive we always want our income to be more than expenses obviously when you're starting a business that's not going to be the case you know you're going to have a lot of setup costs for the first few years you might not even make a profit because you know you're um, still growing you've still got a lot of expenses things like that but really having a plan um, when it comes to your To your income, like, and you know, I'm going to say the word budget. uh, You know, really, even from the very beginning, you know, if you've got a budget, you've got a goal, you've got a plan. And I think there's this idea around, you know, if you don't meet your budget, or how do you know? You know, how do I know what my expenses going to be? How do I know what my income is going to be? All it is is a plan, is a goal. And if you don't reach that goal, or your plan doesn't go according to how you how you've got it written on paper, that's totally okay. But it's it's, um, it's having that plan in place so that you can get that skill, you know, have that skill of, of planning and budgeting so that as your business grows, you, you have that skill and can do it better. But when it comes to your profit and loss then and looking at your profit and loss, what you're looking at is, is your actual numbers. So there's a couple of things that I like to do is looking at your actual numbers for a certain period of time to your budget. Because looking at your numbers just for like, say, the whole year or even one month, it's not going to tell you much. It's not going to give you like, well, am I, am I doing okay? Like, how do I know if I'm doing okay financially in my business? And so there's a couple of different reports that I like to look at, and that's comparative reports. So I like to look at this month's report, and I might look at it compared to my budget. So, if I've got, if I'm looking, I'm looking in columns, but um, I might look at my profit and loss actual figures and I compare it to my budget. And if it's more or less than my budget, and even those line by line items, if my, with my different kinds of expenses and my different kinds of income, it will tell me if I'm meeting my goals or I'm meeting my budget. And if I'm not, if I'm over on my expenses, I can then look at those expenses and see where I can save. So, it's really comparing the actual information to the budget. The other one that I like to do is compare a certain period with the previous periods. So, for example, if I look at July, um, I might look at June, you know, the last six months even individually on, the, on a monthly, month-by-month yeah, month basis. Yeah, get 2020
0: and 2021, everyone.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, you know, it's it's comparing them to the last few months so that I can see if this month how I'm doing compared to previous months because if I just look at, This month on its own or this year on its own, it's not going to really tell me how I went. Yeah, it's going to give you a figure at the bottom. But is that figure good? Is it bad? Is it better? How do I know? So having a look at that, yes, that's right. So if you can have a look at the previous month and the last few months, is my income going up? Is it steady? Has it dipped? You know, there's certain periods of the year where people's income grows really high, you know, like in a retail business. They've got that Christmas period, you know, where their sales, you know, um, historically usually uh, are a little little peak, you know, and certain times of the year when your expenses are going to be a little bit higher than other periods. But um, it's knowing um, in advance by planning and having a budget when your income and expenses are going to go down um, and comparing that you know, to the actual figures and and comparing it historically to see, yeah, yep. I, I can see my, my expenses are going down.
0: Yeah. Yeah. This is important because in a studio business, you have peaks and troughs, right? Like every business does. And typically, you know, when you, there are times of the year where your studio is closed because of holiday seasons and whatnot. Yes. Just knowing that and knowing that during that period or, you know, And if you can't afford to keep the lights on in your studio or or put food on your table, then you're going to have to um, come up with a plan for that period, whether that be, you know, rationing the money differently or having an income generating activity during that time that isn't necessarily related to your programs. You might say, I'm going to run a school holiday boot camp. I'm going to do workshops. I'm going to sell this or I'm going to go and work casually for that month because I know that's that period of time and just having a plan in place. Um, But, yeah, so I think that's really, really important. I do think, though, you know, sometimes um, I've heard, and I don't know about if if you think this is important or not, but uh, looking at your balance sheet as well is a really important report. Can you you explain
1: what a balance sheet is? So the balance sheet, so while the profit and loss shows you income and expenses, The balance sheet will show your assets and your liabilities. The assets being the things you own, like I own this computer that I'm on right now, I own my house, and then I have liabilities, money I owe to people. So um, currently I owe the tax office money. Currently I owe my social media manager money. So they're my liabilities, the money that I owe to people. So can I ask a question
0: on that? If an invoice comes in and that invoice is, you know, given to your bookkeeper, but it's not paid yet, would that yes. be on your balance sheet as a liability? Yes.
1: Yeah. So, it would appear in your profit and loss. Um, so, there's two types of profit and loss. A cash profit and loss, so that basically says when you've been paid and when you've paid your bills. It's basically when the cash has come in and then when the cash has come out. You also have what we call an accruals profit and loss. And accruals is when the expense or the income occurred, not necessarily that you paid it, okay? So when you haven't paid a bill, it's an expense, but it's also an account payable because you haven't paid it yet, okay? And when you do pay it, what happens is your bank account balance goes down, okay? So it means that you've paid your bill, your bank account balance goes down, um, and, um, you know, you, you're back to even again. Yeah. So you have assets and you have liabilities. The goal is to increase your assets and either maintain or decrease your liabilities. So, what that's going to do is increase your wealth. So, assets minus liabilities give us our equity or our net assets or our net worth. You know, this is what I'm worth. You know, like in the big, in the news, they talk about, you know, the big, the millionaires and they have like, you know, yeah, 1.2 million Google or 3 million or billions. Tim Kardashian's yeah, worth, yeah. all that. Just, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, what they're talking about is their assets, the things they own and what they're worth and minus the liabilities that they owe people. Okay, so cool. to grow your wealth, yeah. And so how that relates to your profit and loss then is as you make profit, um, generally, your uh, wealth goes up. So as you make profit this year, you might then invest that into your bank account that's going to increase your assets or you might buy a studio with it, for example. That's going to be an asset for you. You know, can I tell uh, you, put
0: aside you- um, a percentage for profit each um, month into a holdings account and what I do with it is I pay for I use the profit to pay for my home house cleaner to have a clean yeah home house. yeah and yeah. also any excess that after the cleaner is paid I put into shares. So, yes,
1: perfect. So perfect. that's what I'm doing, and so that home. might be something. Yeah, that's something outside of your business. So you know, as a studio yes. owner, you might pay something. You pay yourself a wage or have something like that where you take a certain amount out of the business wage, each month. So
0: I have a wage yeah. and then I have profit. I I, I think wage is so important and too many studio owners do not pay themselves. And what I would would ask you to do is if you look at your numbers and if you can't afford to pay yourself a wage at all, then there's something fundamentally wrong with the way the business is running and you need to look at ways to either increase your revenue or decrease, decrease your, expenses. your expenses. And that's exactly. what I did. Exactly. I did a big activity last year, especially post COVID because COVID was just about keeping the doors open. We did what we had to yes. do. Then we came to the end of it and there was some debt accrued because COVID sucked. Yeah. Um, And that was natural and we can manage it and that's fine. But I thought, I don't want to just spend all our profits now that that business is back to normal on yeah. repaying crappy COVID debt. I still want to pay a wage. I still want to live my life. I still want to have some profit and shares and do things for my kids. So I looked at what can I cut and I just did a big cull. I looked at every expense in the business and I removed programs that were running in the red or, or, you know, anything. Um, Yeah. You know, activities that were low profit that were taking me away from our high profit activities. And I thought, no, we must invest our energy and time into that not this thing that gives me $10, that
1: yeah. that gives
0: me $10,000. Yeah. And, you know, know,
1: the only way that you were able to make those decisions about your business was having you had your bookkeeping done. Correct. You I know, was able and to look early at those on.
0: accounts and, and look at those. Yep. Um, and, again, these balance sheets and all these profit and loss statement statements that we're talking about, you don't need to be a rocket science. You just need to have a software system and keep up to date with your bookkeeping.
1: Yeah. The software Keeping system up to date is key. reports. Yeah.
0: They do it for you. I literally just type in my zero software. I'll go, um, show me my profit and loss statement from this time period. Boom, it's there. Show me my balance sheet from this time period. Boom, it's there. And from that, I even um, select show me the percentages so I can see yes. 30% went to wages, 50% went to venue hire. And then I'll go, whoa, that's a lot. We're spending yeah. too much on venue hire. How do we reduce yeah. that?
1: Yeah. When and that's been that according to alone, your plan. Yeah, When I
0: did that activity learn, I found out that we were, we had an error in one of our um, venues that we hire where it was only one hour a week, but there was a booking error that we found that um, said we were using space that we didn't use. And now that was our error. It was my office manager that made the mistake. That's okay. It happens. But because I was diligent and I went through that process, I was able to identify that error. And that was some... Costing us $60 a week. Now, $60 a week to some people might be not much, but that's something. When you start yeah. finding these things, I found out that I was still subscribed to Audible. I'm like, I don't even use audible. Yeah. I listen to podcasts. You know, like yeah. all of that stuff. You know, it's just crazy. It's, it, it, it and when we called yeah. that all of those those expenses. I'm on a tangent here because I get very passionate about this. <laughs> no, that's oh my goodness, the money we found. I was able to put my wage back to where I was pre-co. I was yeah. able to increase my wage back, still have yeah. a couple of percent going to profit, and keep my staff, keep the doors open. You yeah. know,
1: like this is the thing. People don't realise. Come up it. with new offers, come up with new
0: ideas. Yeah. Correct. We, we focus so much on attracting new business. Sometimes we forget about let's look at what we Looking have at and those how we expenses. can improve yeah. what we get.
1: Look, I'm, and the only reason that you were able to do that is because you had that plan. You know, you had you were looking at those numbers, you were looking at that budget, that idea of where you thought your business should be in terms of those percentages. And when they move outside those percentages, um, you know, you were able to then. I, I had the I, knew and...
0: I had a problem because yeah. I was looking down the barrel of, oh, I think I'm going to have to half my wage, and yeah. to make up for these. Th- and then I went, wait a minute, no, 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 I'm not doing that. I started looking at those percentages and going. This isn't right. I'm yeah, going to fix this. And I was Perfect. able in a month I'd fix the problem, cut the fat, cancelled programs, yep. removed some clients that just weren't serving us. That it's just low profit activity, not worth it. Reduced some of the offers that we had. Like we had value inclusions in our in yep. our student memberships that weren't actually benefiting our clients, but costing us a lot of money. Yeah, you know, I looked at our assistant teachers and thought about our staffing. Do we really need yep. those people on yep. site? Do we need that level of qualification on Cytos and Yeah, systems, that's right. All of that stuff.
1: Yeah. But look, this and having such, the numbers. Yeah. yeah I was going to say, having the numbers. Really, we could really, talk forever. I know. I know. <laughs> <Do> you see, <laughs>
0: I'm like getting excited about bookkeeping, y'all. Yeah. Right? yeah. I'm getting yeah. so excited um, because, you know, numbers can be fun when you get them right. They're not fun when you're getting them wrong. And yeah. it's depressing as all hell. And you can end up in the account. Yeah. Capacity, he barefoot and pregnant. And that is when it's stressful, or when you're running in the red, and you know it, and you don't, and you bury your head in the sand, and you don't yes, want to look at it. We don't you want can't that. Not do that, because all that happens is you're you keep running in the red, in the red, in the red, and then next thing you know, you're closing the doors. And worse than closing your doors is having a debt that you didn't even know you had. Yes. You've got bad debtors and you've got all these bills. And that doesn't and go
1: away just because it doesn't you shut, go that, away just you shut, shut those the doors. doors.
0: You have to pay them now with the wages from the job you had to get. And that's even yeah. more depressing.
1: We don't yes. want that, you know. No. And so no, that's we what don't. we want to no.
0: avoid. Look, I would love to ask you some questions before we wrap up today because um, yep. you could see my energy increased over time. I know. During I could talk day. about this
1: forever. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we got there. My passion started yes. coming. Um, I love it. But, you know, what does success look like to you? What does it look like to you?
1: Oh, look, and my success actually doesn't come down to my numbers. Mm. Um, Yeah, I want to make sure I'm running a profitable business, but success for me and why I started my business was time with my children, time with my daughter. Um, I had a goal when I started my business that I wanted to have three days a week work, two days a week at home. Um, and yeah, I'm still growing my business. Um, definitely not where I want it to be financially, but, um, it's profitable. It pays me a living wage and I can spend two days a week with my daughter. So to me, that's, um, that's success in my business. So, yeah,
0: that's awesome. Who or what inspires you most?
1: Oh, look, it has to be my mum, right? So I think my love of finance came from her. So I have this I have this budgeting technique that I call the envelope method. And I learned it from my mum because she was always writing on the back of an old envelope, her little budget, like how much she had coming. She was a self-employed um, for my whole life. And uh, I always remember her writing on the back of envelopes, like what her income is for the month, what expenses she's got going out of the month, like the rego for the car or the phone bill or the you know, all of those things that you have. I can still remember to this day, like envelopes around her house. So I call it my envelope method. And, you know, it's so simple, you know, you, it, and you don't have to make it complicated, you know. So um, it's a simple envelope method. Um, and that's and, the era of um, cash,
0: too, isn't it? Where you could yeah. put the cash, like, of what you need yeah. in different envelopes. Yeah.
1: <sighs> yeah. Well, she would just write on the back of some random empty envelope the bills she had coming in, wow. what money she had coming in, um, and how much she had left over. So, and, wow. you know, she, um, She became a single mum when I was 12. My dad passed away and she had three children to raise. And, um, you know, so I think, yeah, I I definitely learned my my finance um, from her, um, my love of money from her um, and just, you know, her ability to just, um, you know, push on through all of the adversity in her life, um, to have a business, to have children. Yeah.
0: From the back of an envelope, you know. And and that's yeah. how simple it can be. Um, yeah, it's amazing, isn't it? And she was ma- and she managed to do that with you. That was
1: her plan. Yeah, mom. that's yeah. beautiful.
0: Yeah. Um, so, what's next, Kimberly? What's on the horizon for you?
1: Oh well, um, for so my my business, my bookkeeping coach. Um, I just want to help more people, you know. Yeah. So um, I'm reducing the. Actual done for you bookkeeping that I'm doing so that I can help more people. So just provide that support, um, either one on one, I do one on one with people, but also I have a membership um, that people can come to. It's a weekly membership. So we have weekly calls. We do different things in those calls for those people who are bootstrapping their bookkeeping and need a little bit of help. Um, you know, I, and I have that group so that I can help as many people as I can because there's only so much one on one you can do. You would know that in your studio. Yeah. Um, cool. But So having this um, low cost container for people um, just means that I can help as many people as I want because I I didn't want to go back to my nine to five and I don't want other people who have given up their nine to five to either spend more time with their family or follow their passion um, to have to have to do that and definitely knowing your bookkeeping and the, the numbers behind your bookkeeping and the, the bookkeeping behind your numbers sorry um, yes. definitely is, is is a step there. So, and where can people find you, Kimberly, if they want to search? Um, yeah, so on all of the channels, my bookkeeping coach, so at my bookkeeping coach on Instagram and Facebook, and also my website, mybookkeepingcoach.com.au, they can contact me via there um, or DM me on Instagram or, or Facebook and, and um, we'll pop the link to everyone there. in
0: the show notes yeah. as well.
1: Yeah. Well, thank you so much for today. Oh, you thank you. With your bookkeeping. I, I know I'm so sorry that yeah. so it was
0: boring at the beginning. I hope That's I okay. brought the passion.
1: No, I hope I've brought the passion. I hope I've brought the passion for people to know their numbers as well as um, they love their business in studios. Yeah, that's amazing. Thank you so much.
0: Thank you. This episode was brought to you by my signature group coaching program, Studio Biz Success, an amazing and accessible online educational platform for performing arts studio owners designed to help you grow your business with confidence and get your results. Check it out at josephinelancuba.com along with other great industry resources to help you leap into the studio biz you deserve. If you love this episode, be sure to share it with your friends. You can tag me on social media at josephinelancuba and give it a review. Your support helps the show to grow so I can continue to provide you with useful, informative content. I'm Josephine Lancuba, your biggest cheerleader. Thanks for listening and shine bright.